Antes tú me pichabas, tú me pichabas. Ahora yo picheo. Antes tú no querías, no querías. Ahora yo no quiero. No. Antes tú me pichabas. Ahora yo picheo. Antes tú no querías. Ahora yo no quiero. No. Tranqui, yo perreo sola. Bienvenidos a Radio Meneayao. My name is Verónica Oyeti Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez. And we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this week we're just sort of taking it one day at a time, y'all. Yeah. Shit's really wild. We have a number of things to talk about. Some of them completely unrelated to the global pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of them absolutely about that because we are consumed by it. As I imagine you might be as well. Hi, so yeah, y'all, we're in it, and we're just gonna be sharing from that perspective, because, like, what the fuck else can we do if we're gonna bring you new content? We just, we're, we're still at a place where we just have to be really real about what we're dealing with. So last week, we brought you a rerun, because we were dealing with a lot of transitions and just taking care of ourselves, and this week, we have a little bit more space, so here we are talking. We always do our podcast remotely, so that doesn't change anything for us. We were just talking about how lots of people have to do that now who've never done it before, but we are old pros at doing this with lots of social distance, usually hundreds and hundreds of miles. So that hasn't changed, at least. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we do want to talk about that is thankfully completely outside of the everyday reality of a global pandemic on the outside is the fact that the Yo Perreo Sola video came out last week. It did. And Bad Bunny is in full fucking drag. Multiple, (laughs) multiple drag looks. Three different drag looks. looks. Wow. 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 What did you think? I, I have a lot of thoughts, which I know you have too. Um, I think the main, the main problem is still the same problem we had with the song, which is that where the fuck is Nessie? Um, Where's Nessie? Like he's literally going to dress up like a woman rather than instead of having the voice of the person who's singing the song present at all. It just feels like a really weird choice. Um, and I think it's amazing that he is doing this and that we're in the kind of moment that we're in that someone a cisgender straight identified like very famous singer reggaetonero would do this right now like I think that's pretty incredible yeah yeah I mean I think similar to you I have a lot of the same sort of ambivalence like yes I was like where the fuck is Nancy like how come she isn't even in this video whatever I mean there's I don't know. There's probably some reasons that we don't know, and some of them are just, like, regular, regular misogyny, right? But, like, my first thought was, okay, wow, this is amazing, right? Like, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, as a person that's been out for over a decade, like, just the the acceptance, the change in, like, the terms of acceptance that I've seen in my lifetime of queer and trans people as a part of society is wild to me. It's still wild to me, and it's incredible, and it will never not be amazing for me to see somebody that's, like, a Latino pop star at the caliber that Bad Bunny is to be as open about gender and sexuality as he is. You know what I mean? It would have meant a lot to me as a young queer girl growing up to see this and to know that there's young queer people looking at this, I think is really dope. Um, I was also like a little bit like, 
sad about the systemic forces that are in place that make it so that like a mostly straight dude is the one who's like being given the platform to showcase like what is ultimately really queer art you know drag is a queer art right and you know it makes me sad for all like the queer and trans artists out there who are doing their thing who like are never given the kind of platform that bad bunny's given or like the kind of flexibility in their career right to do that yeah um and reach where the places that bad bunny's reached you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's not necessarily on Bad Bunny, right? That's no. like a larger issue. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that, I do think that, like, ultimately, like, some people are just, you know, like, is this queer baiting? And, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know. I think that, to me, it feels sort of amazing. And also, it feels amazing because the bar is so fucking low. Right. Right. Like, especially in Urbano, but like in pop music at large, like there can be like this like really rigid way that masculinity is allowed to be. And challenging that, I think, is really brave of Bad Bunny. He doesn't have to do that. And also it's like the bare minimum of what we should want from a fucking artist, you know, like is for them to like treat everybody like humans and like, you know, showcase all human experiences. Right. right. Like that's actually not that big you know just to like have it's not a big deal to it shouldn't be a big deal to have queer people on tv to have uh queer love on tv to have queer art on tv or in a video in pop culture it just shouldn't be that big of a deal but it is because it's not yeah yeah I mean it's a huge deal it felt like a big deal yeah yeah and I mean I think that it also doesn't mean that Bad Bunny is going to be our queer savior. And I feel like there's some people who are like, I feel like there's some people that are like, fuck Bad Bunny. He's straight. He's like the straight man who's like doing this thing and he's taking our shit. And like, I think that that's, I don't know. I feel like drag is complex and maybe more than that, but I think it, there's room for, for that. But I, I, then there's this other, uh, there's this other way that the pendulum can swing to be like, oh my God, Bad Bunny is the best queer ally and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, man, like this is just a really fun video. It doesn't have to be more than that. It's cool that there's like an anti-sexual harassment message in it. He pulled some fucking looks, okay? Like, honey looked good, okay? Like those looks were amazing. Whoever dressed him up really killed it. And he's not our fucking queer savior, nor do I really think he's necessarily trying to be. I feel like he's just, like, trying to have fun and trying to, like, use the platform that he has in a way that he thinks is responsible. And that's it. Does he miss sometimes? Like, yes, absolutely he misses sometimes. I think he just, like, wants to push boundaries, you know? And, like, I think he wants to to do stuff that feels, like, risky and unexpected. And and so that's, I think that's what his interest is, you know? I don't. Right. Totally. That's why he's interested in this. And, um, I don't know. It's a tricky thing, this question of, like, ownership. Like, does the queer community own drag, you know? And it's like, I don't know. Like, you don't have to be queer to do drag. Like, it's not actually a requirement. Um, and right. there's some drag people, drag performers who don't identify as queer and gender is complicated. And so I don't know. I don't know that, that, um, that we can say that, that it's owned by somebody such that he shouldn't touch it. Is it complicated that, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's, he's yeah. the person who we gets the platform. We also don't know yeah. what his relationship to drag is. Like, has he been a fan of drag for a long time? Like nobody's asked him. Nobody's thought to ask him. You know, I haven't seen that. Like maybe now somebody's asking him, but like. 
we don't know what his relationship to is it to it is. Maybe he's been going to drag shows his whole life. Like who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know. I will say it didn't seem like he has a lot of experience with it, <laughs> based on like um, watching, <laughs> like. You know, <laughs> I feel like he could have used maybe some more coaching from some like more more experienced drag folks. Like, I felt oh my god, like he was a I little, mean, I mean, you could awkward drag is a thing, but he was a little awkward in certain moments. <laughs> there were certain moments that were awkward, and then certain moments where I feel like he pulled it off. And like, yeah, obviously he's not a drag performer. I don't yeah. think that that's like no a thing that <laughs> it seems like he's been doing. Yeah, um, but. I don't know, man. I feel like some of those looks, the red, the red latex look was mm-hmm. my fucking favorite. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it when he's like perreando literally with himself. himself. Oh my God. Like peak narcissism right there. <laughs> it's <pretty> amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, yo perreo sola. It's an interesting interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one way to be sola. <laughs> there was one look that kind of had like a pro wrestler feel to it. That was like a, it was like a print pantsuit situation. Oh, with the chest piece? Yeah, I think so. And like long dark hair. Yes, that chest piece. And like oh really, you know, God. he's like shoulder, you know, he's like muscular person. So I've, I've had a little bit of like pro wrestling vibes on that one. And like, and that one <laughs> Our felt friend? a little awkward to me our friend richard from song mess was like whoever the queen who did that chess piece was both an artist and an architect <laughs> because that shit stayed up oh, yeah the, like yeah <laughs> and it was a giant some serious breasts going on in that situation yeah totally that wasn't just like shadow makeup that was some prosthetics happening there oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. absolutely yep I will say that he's been giving us some pretty good quarantine content on Instagram. Oh, you like the the like the Toy Story playing? He's like <laughs> he's just like being weird and expressing like I think the like we're all losing our mind sentiment, you know. Pobrecito, he's bored as fuck. Yeah, totally. My favorite quarantine content that I uh ex- that I think Bad Bunny has given us is his girlfriend slapping him in the face. I think I missed that. Ooh, I'm going to send it to you right now. I just, you know, I've always known that Bad Bunny was a bottom, but it just feels good to be right. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you know this video, I mean? the, the like, the In like this video when he's like in chains and the all kilt. those women are uh-huh. like holding him, wow. I'm like, I always knew you were a bottom. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, the, yeah, he's, he's wearing a kilt. And some, like, pretty intense makeup. And, yeah, it's, like, some sort of BDSM. And a collar. Yeah, and a collar. Yeah. There's been so much... What's with all the BDSM references in reggaeton, man? That's, like, a thing right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's a cultural thing. I think that there's, like, people that, like, aren't part of kink community that, like, wear harnesses and stuff. Like, harnesses are having, like, a moment in Mm -hmm. fashion and shit. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's, like... Yeah. I I don't find that very surprising. Yeah. But... I mean, I don't know what Bad Bunny does in the bedroom, you know, whatever. But, like, I do. I do know that in his heart, it's he's a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I would top him. Absolutely. You've been on that, you've been on that, like, campaign for a long time. I have. I just, like, I feel like the moment that I figured it out was in the Cuidado Por Ahí video when he wore that, like, that emo wrestler makeup. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> I can see this very clearly now. <laughs> you're ready. You're ready. When when people are allowed to touch again, you're so ready. 
Yeah, I mean, he's a little young for me, but I wouldn't pass up the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, he's like <laughs> solidly of age, you know? Solidly of age. So that was the one song that we knew we wanted to talk about and some of y'all have asked to hear our thoughts on, but the rest of the content is just songs that are kind of related to what's going on in our worlds right now. So your first pick is up, Vero. What do you have for us? Yeah, well, this song actually just came out too. It came out the same day that the Yo Parreo Sola video came out. Um, This is one of our old favorites here. Her name is Javiera Mena. This song is called Flashback. I've been listening to a lot of like salsa, so I went through like a yo hago lo que me da la gana phase before la cuarentena and then it lasted through like the first few days of la cuarentena and then I just like pivoted fully to salsa. But in the last few days, last weekend, I just like switched to like sort of like bleepy electronic textures and synths and I feel like maybe this song was part of that and I think Javiera said that she wrote this before any of this happened but it feels very prescient to now. Um, the lyrics are like flashback to esos tiempos que nada pa- donde nada pasaba and you know she's just like it's about remembering a different time right and um, I feel like it is fairly prescient in this moment so um, I don't know I've been listening to a lot of like sort of synthy stuff and I love 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 this song and this video is totally like apocalypse dyke look mm. although I have to say whoever did her wig on this video there's one look that she has where she's like in a wig and I feel like somebody hired her enemies to do that because oh, what no. the fuck oh no it looks crazy mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was tweeting about it and I was like I tagged Richard from Songless was like boo I know you will be with me on this one and he's like yes this came out the same day as Yo, as Yo Perreo Sola and how is it possible that like a straight man has a better wig than you like, girl, Burn. you Burn. are, like, a whole queer girl in Spain. Like, how is it that you don't have a queer person to give you a better wig? Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Feels like Pero the, bueno. one of the only things that's like, seems to still be rolling, like, quote-unquote normal right now is, like, music releases. Like, we get a lot of PR emails about new albums, and I feel like it's the only emails I get right now that aren't, like somehow about what's happening because obviously artists aren't touring and stuff, but they're still able to release their music digitally. So it's been like a weird thing that's still rolling on. 
and like music that was made right. way before you know before this was going down so it's like it's happening with books too i feel like and they're also like moving they're moving book release dates up and you know things that can be sold digitally and that can provide people entertainment like yeah. they're trying to do so it's an interesting um dynamic right now very very strange you know it's it's just a yeah it's a very interesting time i think that some record releases have been postponed and stuff but it's everything is funky but it is it is really i am really grateful for the artists that are releasing music and everything now because it's just like god we really need it right now you know what i mean yeah we do this javier amena song i feel like came just at the right time yeah and you know i feel like you know, I'd been, like I said, I'd been listening to so much salsa and, you know, I FaceTimed my mom the other day and I had some Ismael Rivera playing in the background and um, she was like, tu como que la misma que nosotros escuchando salsa. Mm. And I was like, yeah, are y'all listening to a lot of salsa? She's like, si sí, chica, algo que alegre. Yeah. So um, I really, really felt that and I am still doing that. But this weekend I also had like this little date with myself That's where so like cute. I just like got like I put on some lingerie and I made myself a bunch of Manhattans and got like drunk by myself, which I don't think I've ever been drunk alone. It's like I don't drink like that yeah. really. Yeah. Um desperate times. So but you know, <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. And I had a really great time and I was like digging through old records and I found this like old Fortet record from like 2005 that I have. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I really like bleepy synthy electronic music. Let's, let's lean into this. <laughs> so it's, um, it's been my jam ever since this weekend, this last weekend. Here's a question for you though. How was the hangover the next day? I didn't have a hangover. I I know what to drink now that I don't have a hangover. Wow. Cuz like if I, I drink bourbon, I'm Gucci. Wow. That's good. If to I know. drink beer, I'll have a hangover even if I wasn't drunk. Ugh. Yeah, I've been thinking about drinking because here we are. <laughs> and like I I don't really drink. I've never been a big drinker and then like acid reflux, hashtag old problems, um has like made me pretty much stop the last couple of years, but definitely when um I'll talk about this in a minute. I like packed up my car and decided to drive to Austin where my partner is for the duration. I was like, it was really interesting moment of like, what will I bring with me? You know, like what feels important to bring for an indefinite amount of time. And I definitely brought the alcohol that was in my cabinet, which one of bottles is a bottle of unopened rum that I bought in Cuba like three years ago. And the other is an unopened bottle of tequila that I got in Mexico last summer. And so I've definitely been thinking about, like, maybe it would be fun to, like, have a night and, like, have some cocktails. But I'm a little bit scared of, like, waking up the next morning and feeling worse, you know, because things are so hard right now to begin with. But I might have to do a little experiment. Tequila was my drink before when I would drink. And I felt like it it gave me, like, a happy drunk kind of feel. Yeah. Um, Which it's, like, more of an upper. But, um, But, yeah, I've been... I've been, like, nervous to try it in this context, but also, like, it would be nice to have a night that felt, like, light and happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think you should try it. I don't know. I think you should try it. Yeah. Because it's just, like, if only to break out the monotony of the days. I feel like there's something about right now that feels like every day somehow goes by really fast and also like is a whole decade and every day also is like the same day, you know? So it's just like to have something different happen is, yeah, 
I f- it felt like actually really great. Yeah. You know, um, I've been doing things like I'm wearing like workout clothes during the day and change into like silky, you know, beautiful pajamas at night, right. you know, right. and my like flowery robe just to like have like, this is my, cha- you know, like I wore a different outfit for the day and like sometimes I'll like get like full on dressed, you know, and like yeah. put on lipstick and like. I don't know. Just like there's some things that I have to do to like feel normal and differentiate between times of day and like, I don't know. I feel like the whole passage of time is about to like blend into like one bowl of mushy porridge if I don't make weird like little like little rituals for myself. And that like little date just like completely took me out of what my routine was and it felt really nice. Yeah, good for you. And good for you for like doing that on your own, you know, like having to figure that out by yourself. I think that's really beautiful. I we um we went on a picnic on Sunday. Like we just packed up like picnic baskets, me and my partner and her daughter who's yeah. about to be six. And we literally just like there was like an empty field next to a church like two blocks away in their neighborhood. And we just like laid out a picnic blanket and had a picnic and like got dressed up for it. You know, like Tulia, um, her daughter, like picked the outfits for everybody. (laughs) Um, And it was really sweet, you know. So I feel like that's something you could do by yourself. But also people who are quarantined with family or friends or partners, like it was a really simple way to feel like we did something special that was like totally safe because there weren't, you know, there's nobody else around. We weren't near anybody. So... Um, I do think you're right that we have to like figure out ways to have like date nights and whatever it is like in the yeah. context of this because like, you know, this is going to be a while y'all. So like we got to figure out how to feel um, good in the moments that we can feel good. So maybe next time I'll report yeah. back about my attempt at drinking and you know. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. <laughs> all this to say like I don't have any history with alcoholism. Like there's a lot of folks who do and like you know so we're just talking about drinking in a, in a context that doesn't acknowledge that piece of it and that for some people um, you know drinking or not drinking right now is like really big deal. So I want to say that you know if there's folks yeah, out there who are yeah, sober definitely. and stuff like that. It's not a it's this is not like a light conversation for everybody but um, for me it's I don't have any history with that. So um, it's a different thing. And I do really like, I make a really good margarita. It's just been a few years since I've you done do it. You do make a good margarita. Yeah, Facts. I used to make them for you. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Um, all right. So my next pick for this episode is a song that we've brought before um, that I'm bringing back. And it's called Shimbalaye, and it's by Maria Gadu. Só beijando o mar Chimbala é toda vez que ele vai repousar Chimbala é quando vejo só beijando o mar Chimbala é toda vez que ele vai repousar Natureza, deusa do viver A beleza pura do nascer Uma flor brilhando a luz do sol Pescador entre o mar e o anzol Pensamento tão livre quanto o céu Imagina um barco de papel Indo embora pra não mais voltar Tendo como guia manjar Chimbalaie, quando vejo o sol beijando o mar 
shared on this show before that I've been in a long distance relationship for a bit now and my partner lives in Austin and so as soon as shit started to go down it was sort of a question of like should I try to come to Austin um she has a daughter and like just like a lot more um kind of set up here and I've actually been planning on moving to Austin like later this summer already and so um it was tough. It was a hard place to be in this moment of like, should I, should I or shouldn't I? And what are the pros and cons? And like also having to think about making that drive by myself. It's about, it was 24 hours of driving to get from DC to Austin. I've never driven that kind of distance by myself. Um, but we finally made the decision. Yeah. It's been like a week and a half since we made the decision just because things were getting really serious clearly. And like, it was kind of, it felt like an hour never. It's like either I make this trip now or we like have to ride this out apart. And we just decided we'd rather ride it out together. Um, and she has some health mm-hmm. stuff going on that makes her a little bit more vulnerable. So there's just, a, and like being alone with a child, like it was just a lot. So I was like, all right, I'm doing this. So like 5 PM on a Saturday decided, made the decision and then packed up my life as much as I could. And then got in the car on Sunday morning at eight and started my journey. So it has been, um, it was wild, y'all. I like it's like That's amazing. Like, some, like weird generational trauma shit. That's the thing. I've been <laughs> like, thinking like, about it. I've been having to like pack it, up dude. all your shit and bounce suddenly. I know. I know. I was like, wait, this is not a new experience for my people. Like on my mom's side, like three generations of that kind of shit. You know, and obviously like I wasn't fleeing DC. I was like going towards something. Like going towards something yeah. that I wanted. So it's yeah. a little bit different. Which is different. Yeah, I wasn't leaving somewhere that was unsafe, but it felt really intense. And like I honestly like am impressed with myself that I could do it and that um that I had like the courage to do it. It was scary, like to drive that much distance during a pandemic and sort of no uncertainty and not knowing like, how the situation would evolve during the three days I was on the road and so I listen to not as much music as I should have, but this is like me. I don't listen to music when I'm like having a hard time. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to like a parenting book mm. <laughs> on my way down. Um, and I also talked on the phone a lot with people just to like keep me company, like FaceTime and stuff. But um, but what I did do with music was I just like let my iTunes play through on my phone. So like my phone will, they'll just like the stuff that I buy just gets automatically put on my phone when I connect it to my computer. And all a lot of only only music really I buy these days is music for Riley Manette because we always buy the MP3s of the songs that we include. And so I was kind of playing through like a lot of Riley Manette hits and things we brought before. And so I was trying to look back at my phone today in preparation for this episode to think about what songs I remember hearing during the ride. And it's a little bit of a blur. Like, I think I was just kind of on adrenaline most of the time. Um, and, but this song I remembered hearing. And, and this is a song that I've, like, really liked since we learned about it from a listener picks episode early on. And the person who sent it, I remember, told us that her and her partner, like, walked down the aisle to the song. Like, very sweet, like, romantic song. Yeah, by, I remember that. Yeah. By very a sweet. queer Brazilian um, musician. So... So yeah, this is the song that I decided to pick. Um, And yeah, dude, I mean, it's just like, it was really interesting to be like, what feels important to put in my car right now? And I wasn't trying to pack up my whole life. Like my apartment is still there, but I was just trying to bring everything I could. Most of what I brought, honestly, was like the food that I had bought over the last couple of Mm. weeks. And like, I brought all the supplies and I brought like, I cleaned out my pantry, you know, stuff like that, like more just like practical things. And then like a few sentimental things and... 
but yeah, I mean, it's definitely not, I'm not the first person in my family to ever have to like suddenly pack up your life and leave and not know when you're going to come back. And I was thinking about that this morning with like, I have a picture of my abuela here on like an altar that I made and, you know, thinking about when they left Cuba and, you know, they left without assuming they were going to go back, but not knowing when. And I'm like thinking about like, when did they, you know, realize that they were never going back? Like, and, and how do you make peace with like leaving everything behind? And like, I'm probably going to go back to DC and like finish packing and moving my life, but I don't know when, like, I have no idea when it will be safe for me to do that or how. And, um, so I just, at this point, I'm like, thinking about things like who can come and get some of my plants so they can take care of them, you know, like the stuff that, that I left behind. Oh my God, your plants. I know. I brought a few plants with me. Um, I wish I'd brought more, but it felt like cumbersome to bring plants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've moved. I've schlepped my plants. There's a plant that I've schlepped like so, so many places in this country. I've had it for like probably like 15 years. Yeah. I mean, I definitely was planning on moving most of my plants, but you know, of course, I was also like course. a lot of what I was thinking about with this drive was like safety and trying not to, to expose yeah. myself. So like I only went to gas stations. I only ate food that I had in my car. I wore gloves all the time. So I wasn't, you know, thinking yeah. too much about plants, but I wish I'd brought more. But what I'm saying, it's very cumbersome. Though. Yeah, like, it is cumbersome, As a person yeah. who has slept a lot of plants in my life, it's right. very, very cumbersome. Yeah. And when you're like, you know, making a quick exit, like it's not the thing that's on top of your list. But I did. I had yeah, a, it's not had the a, priority necessarily. Yeah. I had some friends um, before I left take a couple plants, and then some friends came by while I was gone, and I was like, take some plants with you. So I don't know. I think I might just, like, try to farm them out because I, I have a roommate, but she's not going to stay there for now. Cause, you know, everybody's just, like, mm. making whatever choices they need to make about who they want to spend this time with. So anyway, it's a weird place to be, and, like, um, I'm really happy to be with my partner and her daughter, and, like, it feels really right to be together. And it's, like, I just U-hauled during a pandemic, y'all. Like, like shit is real. Like, Ooh. And I've actually never U-hauled. The only other time Big I've, dyke energy. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm like, talk about the most boldest romantic move I've ever made is driving 24 hours during a pandemic to be with somebody. Um, I've never, I've only lived with one partner and we moved in together after two years. So this is a much, um, we've been together like 10 months. So it's a much different picture but like here we are in life making whatever decisions we have to make in in a whole new context you know so it it was actually not that bad like I I like there were not a lot of cars on the road which I'm thankful for people are really taking this seriously even in like the deep south and like I made really good time and I stayed in places that felt safe and I minimized my risk exposure risk and I made it so safely without any issues so Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for that and um and yeah, grateful for having like a new home and being here and, and adjusting to life. But uh, damn, y'all. The things that we, Ooh. the choices we have to make in these moments. Just have, that's why, yeah. I mean, one day at a time is definitely my, or one hour at a time maybe. Living with a five-year-old, sometimes it's like every five minutes you have to just be like, okay, what are these five minutes going to be like? Um, so, so yeah, here we are. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that right now um, we have to, I think right now we have to turn to things that are comforts for sure. And that's what I've been doing a little bit with music. Mm-hmm. And my next song is one of those. Uh, this is a song from 2013. It's the first El Lado Negro song that I heard back in 2013. It's when I became a fan of him. This one is called Dance Ghost. Mm-hmm. 
song is off of Invisible Life, um, which, uh, like I said, is from 2013. It's when I fell in love with El Lado Negro. I hadn't heard of him before that, but I really, as soon as I heard the song, I connected to it, and it's, it's just so beautiful, and the visual is really haunting. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've, I'm in this quarantena alone. My dog is here right now. So mm. that's, like, exciting to have another living creature with me. Yeah. That's cool. Snuggles. Uh, but, um, and it's mostly been fine. I feel, like, actually really privileged to have, you know, what in New York is a really spacious apartment. Um, you know, I'm not with anybody that I'm struggling with or uh, unsafe. I feel very very lucky in this whole thing for the most part um but yeah i am i'm like it's i spend a lot of time with my friends with people i have like a very active life and so this has been a big shift for me and this video feels really resonant right now and it's like sort of about like dancing alone and uh the the visual has this person um in a house a big empty house dancing by themselves and like it's sort of haunting and really beautiful. Um, and, you know, I think I just honestly recommend any and all El Alon Negro in this moment. Mm -hmm. Everything about him feels like a warm hug from somebody who's like a really good hugger, which mm. like, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about that because I haven't hugged anybody in a really long yeah. time. I just really want to touch my friends. Yeah, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. Yeah, I have a lot of physical intimacy with my friends. Um, you know, I we snuggle, we hold hands, we hug, we like, you know, play with each other's hair. You know, it's, it's not, I don't have like, you know, touch is a big part of how I show love to both like intimate sexual partners, but also platonic partner, platonic yeah. friends, you yeah. know, yeah. and um and so it feels like maybe that's why I'm thinking about like, yeah, this feels like a hug. Yeah. I haven't hugged anybody. Yeah. I mean, I had <laughs> almost it's like only been like a couple of weeks, really. Like yeah. it's not that deep. It's really been like three weeks and this is probably going to go on for much longer, but you know, human touch, man. There's something so important about that. And it's really like twisted the way that this is forcing us to really keep our distance from people. It's like really difficult emotionally. So I'm glad that this song is giving you some support right now. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, all of El Lalo Negro's catalog, all of his catalog is like sort of this like very soothing, beautiful, sparkly, nice, like hug vibes, you know, mm -hmm. which is also Roberto's vibes. Yeah, so. he does seem like he'd be a good hugger. He has like a teddy bear yeah, vibe. Yeah, Um. So highly well. recommend I really hope someday in the not too distant future we get to hug each other again and just like in know, general me sense. I know, too. <laughs> the whole world needs a fucking hug, man. Truly. All right. So my last song for this episode is actually um, basically a pick from Tulia, my partner's almost six-year-old. So this song is called Back It Up, and it's the Spanish version, and this is Prince Royce, Jennifer Lopez, and Pitbull. Royce. Oh, yeah. Yo, this got that dance hall feel to it. <laughs> Prince Royce. Mr. Worldwide, say low, let's rap. Ese cuerpo me mata. Ye, 
sosegada Oh my gosh, oh my god Oh my man Y sabes que lo tienes Yeah Como un loco me tienes Oh my gosh, oh my god Oh my man Cuando te Obviously, I've been spending, now that I got to Austin, all of my time with this incredible little human named Tulia, who's going to be six in May, and already was like talking about how she realizes that she probably won't be able to birthday party, which is like, how does she even know to think about mid-May that this is going to last that long? Like, we haven't said that to her. It's wild how much I think kids can pick up and understand about what's going on. She has some pretty incredible taste in music. And a few months ago, we made a playlist on Spotify of like all her favorite songs to have them in one place. And it's like a really diverse mix of things. But this is one of my favorite um, songs from that mix. Even though it's like Prince Royce doing pop, which is not, y'all know, is like not my favorite thing at all. But this song just fucking catchy. Um, basically, one of my friends basically since the all began has been hosting these Zoom dance parties at 3 p.m. where everyone just gets on Zoom and puts themselves on mute and listens to their own music. Um, and dances and we're just like watching each other dancing um, <laughs> and then like chatting in the comment box about like what we're listening to and it sounds really cheesy but it's actually super life-giving um, and when Tuli and I were apart she would get on and I would get on and she would like basically just look at my video because she didn't know very many other people and we would like flash like pictures and signs at each other and like hearts and it was really cute um, so it's been giving me life for sure I haven't been able to get on it in the last couple of days but um but I haven't, you know, I realize I listen to a lot of music when I'm driving and I'm not driving anywhere now. So like, I just don't have any routines around listening to music. Um, but there's been moments of listening to music and dancing. Elena and I also did a couple, I did a, a bachata class on like Facebook Live and that actually was really, went really well and was like pretty easy to follow along. And then so we ended up doing some bachata dancing in the kitchen while watching this class. So that was really cute. So it's like definitely trying to figure out how to bring more music and, and dancing into this strange time we're in. It's hard, but I'm also grateful because she requires like a lot of presence, you know, and like the best moments are when you're able to just really sink into doing something with her. Like we, yesterday we, um, we made a treasure hunt. So we like made a list of things that we needed to find in the neighborhood and like she wrote all the things out and then we walked around the neighborhood with a clipboard and like found each thing and like checked it off, you know, it's like, I would never do, but like also very sweet and fun and like. Um, just like a cute way to be interacting with the outside world. So I appreciate that she's like forcing me to think more creatively about um, how to mm -hmm. spend time with her, you know, I mean, and there's moments today, all she wants to do is watch Power Rangers, you know, and it's like, I wish I could let her watch TV 24 seven, but like, it would actually make everybody more miserable. <laughs> right. because she'd it's get really not cranky. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, there's just like a lot of, um, you know, trying to see sometimes these moments as a gift too. It's like, wow. 
we're going to have so much time together that we would not normally have because of this, you know, like we would never have this yeah. much time together. So like as hard as that is sometimes also trying to say, let's see this as a gift of like, okay, let's really sink into just like getting to be together, you know? And, uh, the last thing I'll say is that her playlist has like such an amazing mix of things on it, including like this and then like scene pyjama, but then also some like really sad, like hooray for the riffraff songs and, also, oh. like, a random Fleet Foxes song. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> some of it's... I've been listening to some Hooray for the Riff Raff, too. There was a night where I was, like, you know, just, like, I saw... I was watching the videos for The Body Electric and mm-hmm. Palante and, mm-hmm. like, these, like, really emotional, beautiful songs that Alinda has. And I chatted with her for... <laughs> I, like, you know, we, like, follow each other on Instagram and I know her from mm. a while back and... Um, she was like, I hope you're doing okay. Nice. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, both of those songs are on Tulia's playlist. And I think Yeah, they, that's what I was listening I to because they're just so strong I and beautiful know. and sad and powerful. Yeah. And obviously, like, a lot of what she listens to comes from what Elena listens to. So that's, you know, where she's picking things up. But, um, but yeah, it's like all the feelings, man, all the, all the mix of emotions and range of things. And, yeah, I mean, this is really going to shape a lot of, young people's experiences it's going to be like a transformational experience for them to go through this you know so it's like yeah I remember the snowstorm now oh yeah I remember a snowstorm when I was in high school that meant we were home for two weeks you know like what are the things and obviously like the trauma of that was much much less than this because it didn't involve like widespread illness or yeah you know mortality but Mm -hmm. you know how is this going to shape so many little people's experiences well, anyway, hi, Alinda. She said that she'd been listening to Claudia Manet on repeat. So thank you for listening, boo. Hi, dear. You. Thank you for your music. And Tulia says thank, <laughs> thank you, you, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your last pick for this episode? Um, my last pick is called Salta, and it's by Me Too featuring Ella Minas. brought me to i had been listening to a lot of ella minus because mm-hmm. ella minus like i said i've been like i've been on this sort of like electronic textures uh kick in the last week and 
Ella has, um, she is this really, really dope badass who not only makes electronic music, but she like builds synthesizers. She's like this like whole right. engineer who like built synthesizers. And she, uh, on her synthesizers when she plays her live show, uh, she has a like sticker on it or like tape that she wrote bright music for dark times, mm. which she's been touring with that forever, right? Like she has been knowing that it's been dark times for a long time, right? Like she knows this, but I was like, yes, bright music for dark times is what I need right now. And so I've been going back and listening to a lot of Ella Minus, and I wanted to bring this song that she did with the band Me Too because we've never brought Me Too before, and they're yeah. really, really dope. They're um, they're a Colombian duo, electronic sort of electro psych cumbia that uh, is made up of uh, actually the ex guitarist from Bomba Stereo and this. Uh, dude who is a percussionist from Palenque, mm. which is a town in Colombia that was uh, one, I think, either the first or one of the first free black towns in uh -huh. South America. Mm -hmm. um, and it has this really, really rich percussion and musical tradition. And so it's a, they're a really, really dope project. I really encourage you to check this out. Check it out. This is from um, their album in 2019 that came out last year. And so I wanted to bring this because we hadn't brought them before, but they're super fucking dope. And, and I've just been like listening to a lot of Ella Minus and these particular lyrics felt very like also of the moment, you know, it's like, que más da si el tiempo sigue siempre andando sin piedad, you know, it's just like, yeah, like time keeps on going and here you are like, que más da, you know, <laughs> like what else are we going to do? But, you know, find ways to fill it. Yeah. Bright music for dark times. Oof. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I almost brought Ceremony because it also was like this other Ella Minus. I mean, I've just been listening to a lot of her. So check her out. Check out Mitu. They're super fucking dope. I do want to give a, a special shout out to anybody who is a frontlines healthcare worker right sure. now. Yeah. I just... Man, thank you. This really fucking sucks. A lot of y'all aren't being paid what you need and deserve to be paid for be put, being putting your lives at risk all the time. And the kinds of resources that y'all are being given are so inadequate and just sending some appreciation to y'all. Totally. For sure. It's, that's it's so real. All right, y'all. That's our episode. So much love to you. We hope that you are you have a safe home to shelter in, that you have the resources you need to make it through, that you are finding ways to find joy, that you and yours are healthy. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening and for your support. Thank you so much, y'all. Be well, and we will keep being here trying to put stuff out that brings any modicum of joy to your lives. We hope it helps. As always, the links to all the songs we brought are in the show notes at rallymenea.com. And um, Veto has been doing a great job posting, continuing to post on Instagram so and Twitter. So make sure you're following us there if you want some um, music-related content in your feeds. Hasta la próxima, y'all. Bye. <laughs>